Well, here's something we hope you'll really like. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. This is a single scorn podcast. my friends welcome to another edition of the salcedo storm podcast i am your host your liberty loving latino chris salcedo i'm glad you've uh, made it back here in case you're just sampling us for the first time it's you're going to be hearing this podcast on monday but it's recorded on a friday there's a couple of reasons why i've done it this way my visit my weekly visit with sean chastain the show behind the show it's to get a synopsis of the week that was also Maybe not to hit it really so hard on a Monday. Don't don't you already have it hard on Monday going back to work? This is kind of a, a at least a lighter approach on the news, if not ignoring all the news altogether. It's one of the few podcasts where I don't guide the discussion. This one is completely guided by the one, the only, Sean Chastain. And we'll get to it in mere moments. And now a word from our sponsor. Heads up to the Salcedo Storm in North Texas. Summer is almost upon us and your AC system is about ready to get a workout. Shouldn't you make sure your system is in shape to handle that increased load? I think you should go to Patriot Air Comfort Specialist, Inc. They aren't the biggest AC company, but they are the best. Why? Because they give your family the personal attention it deserves. With over 40 years experience in commercial and residential HVAC service, the American-owned company puts their Christian values into every job they do for you by treating your family's comfort and safety like it was their own. One of the best ways to fight these high energy prices is to make sure your heating and air conditioning system is running efficiently. At Patriot Air Comfort Specialist, Inc., that's their specialty. They know you're trying to stretch every dollar, so they emphasize service or repair of your current AC system. They'll recommend a new system for you if and only if they can't save your current system. Patriot Air Comfort Specialist, Inc., veteran-owned. They offer 10% military discounts on all service calls. So get in touch. 817-528-6873. 817-528-6873. Did you miss the number? No sweat. All you got to do is go back a little bit. It's a podcast. It'll be there waiting for you. Not the biggest, just the best. Patriot Air Comfort, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, time for the show behind the show. Uh, edition three and Sean Chastain for the weekly visit. Hey, man. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm okay. I'm eager to hear what's on your mind for the week. But I, I, folks who were listening to the, the podcast last week probably wondered... It was Monday, right? You got your ride last Monday. Uh, actually, picked it up Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you got your brand new Chevy truck. Give us yep. the give us the lowdown. Well, it's not. A, it's brand new to me. It's a 2011 Silverado single cab short bed, black, and it is in pristine condition. Uh, my favorite part about it is it's been uh, lowered three inches in the front, five in the rear. So it sits nice and level and looks very cool. So I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, it's going to be nice. I, I, I have yeah. a feeling it's going to be nice. So uh, so as you've been watching uh, the the world go by this last week, what, uh, mm-hmm. what has taken your notice? Um, one thing today, actually. And I don't know if, this, if you have any interest in this at all or not, but... It just kind of struck me as odd that today at about, uh, must have been around 10-ish or so, we sent a private rocket ship into space 
with four human beings from America on it, and it will dock if it hasn't docked already. It'll dock with the space station. Was it SpaceX? It was uh, SpaceX and Axios. Wait a minute. I didn't know Axios was flying. Apparently so. Wow. That's cool. But, I mean, does this... Does, does space hold any interest for you at all? No, it does, but I, I'm, I don't want to be a space snob, but yeah. I'm, I've got my sights set on Mars. I mean, it, it just Mars is where it is for me, yeah. and, and a moon colony. I mean, may, maybe, I'm just, may, maybe I'm just such a sci-fi geek, but, yeah. but since we sent that, remember a couple of years back, we sent that object careening into the moon like at supersonic speed and... Made a big old impact crater. Remember that? Yeah. And they were studying all the particulate matter that was thrown up into the moon's atmosphere, scanning for what? Water. And they found it. So that, right. that's a major component for um, compressed fuel. Or um, there's, there's a specific name for it. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's an oxygenated fuel, which you would need to uh, economically go to Mars using the wow. moon as your launch pad, you would build right. the spacecraft there and you wouldn't need all that thrust and all that, that, uh, expense to get out of earth's gravity. You'd already, you're right. going to assemble this thing on the moon. It's going to take off from the moon to Mars. Gotcha. Yeah. The reason I asked is just, just struck me as odd that I had no idea that this was going to happen. And I have, other than you know, if we hadn't heard about it from the war, I didn't, I couldn't tell you if there were Americans in space or not. And I just think that's kind of sad. I mean, you're younger than me, so I grew. I was four years old in 1969 with the Apollo moon landing, mm -hmm. and I remember my dad walking me down to the neighbor's house, and I guess it must have been for the liftoff because the landing, I think, was in black and white. But our neighbor had a color TV. And so my dad walked me down and we watched the liftoff of that first time men went into space or were going to the moon. And, and those guys were heroes. They had ticker tape parades. And then it just become, it became mundane. And then the space shuttle came and that was pretty neat. But then it got to be routine and nobody cared. And like I said, I... I couldn't tell you any of these people's names that have gone into space today. I can't tell you the two that are on the space station. And that just struck me as as a little sad that that we're not as geeked out about it as we probably should be as a country. Well, doesn't it uh, let me give you an alternative perspective on this. It does doesn't it perhaps indicate to you that that we may be getting on the cusp of becoming because I was watching a video on YouTube. See, folks, in case you haven't, in, in case this is your first behind the show show, the first behind the show show with Sean, he was talking about how he's become addicted to these videos on YouTube. So yeah. I've been, <laughs> you're bad. Oh, and I watched a little side note. I did watch the dudes digging these unbelievable uh, swimming pools. Isn't that kick ass? Living spaces in the middle of the jungle. Yeah, isn't that? Isn't I, believe that... It, I believe it's called. Uh, tube, jungle, 
wildlife. I is, think it's something like that. Isn't that transfixing but, though? You sat there for about an yeah. hour watching these dudes just dig up, make, yeah. make a massive creation, right? Well, anyway, yeah. so you're a bad influence on me. And so I started perusing the internet and I found these, these stories about the first actually theoretical warp drives that have had working models. So wow. I've, I've already got, and they're, they're talking about a dude that came up with one back in the 1980s and they've been building off of his model. And then now that they're using, and I don't, don't ask me to, to quote all the technical jargon, but warp drive on the cheap warp drive without all the immense power requirements that it would take. So I'm, wow. I've been fascinated by watching this. And so I, I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to sound like this because I think it's monumental that we're going to space on any level, but maybe we're turning into a society and maybe a, a world of space snobs going, yeah, show me when you get the first warp capable engine to where we're not just going to the moon or we're, you know, show me when you're going to Mars, then we'll talk, you know, to be excited. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just, I felt kind of sorry for those four <laughs> dudes or uh, four people in this capsule. I don't know if they were all men or not. I don't think so. But uh, anyway, these four people in this rocket ship, in the first time ever that a private company is going to dock with the International Space Station. It was, I mean, it's really amazing when you think about it. Well, even though the folks and, here on Earth don't really seem to care by virtue of the news uh, cycle, but if that were you or me, wouldn't you be just like totally smiling from ear to ear if that oh was you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Would you go? Oh, yes. In a New York minute, I would go. Yeah, yeah. I'd go just to experience weightlessness. That'd be yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> when you're fat, that means a whole lot more. I was waiting. I was waiting for that. <laughs> but I, I would go for the entire. I mean, I'm a sci-fi geek. You know this about me. Yeah, I, I, of course, yeah. To to be in space and the final frontier, as they say. Um, Did you slip into your William Shatner voice? I, but of course, uh, Sean, I would be. Absolutely. Are you out of your Vulcan mind? I would be out of my, out of my gourd. It would be worth it just to say engage. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the countdown. Yeah, so anyway, that was a, that was a thought I had today. I where, like, now, where do they launch out of? Did they, know. did they, they say? Cape, Cape Canaveral. Oh, it's Cape Canaveral. Oh, well, that's. Cape, uh, yeah, Cape. See, now, the now the last time, one of, one of the last broadcast that you and I did on space was uh -huh. when the launch site and the landing site was texas and sure. this was the first that's a, you know that's not really space though well it's suborbital I mean, yeah they experience weightlessness for a couple minutes and i don't know it just okay let me ask you would you go on if it was that would you go no i don't think so what because oh that come on seems like that seems like a really expensive amusement park ride. Okay, if it was free, know? if it was free to you, would you go? Uh, again, I don't know. I don't. Dude, Captain Kirk went. What do you? What do you? Do you mind? Of course you yeah, would go. I don't know. It just it kind of seems like a fancy version of the vomit comet that that airplane <laughs> that they go to. You know, I don't train know that astronauts they, in. I don't know that they got sick on that. On that trek, but what was no, but you know, you know, the, I mean, the, the plane, you know, the plane I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It does such a huge arc that you experience weightlessness inside this big padded seven forty seven or whatever. Yeah, it's how they train. Right, it's, it's how they train for weightlessness. So, but what I guess my my broader point is is that it, it would be such an experience 
to be able to go suborbital. And what was, was revolutionary about this, which is that the private industry, you know, wants to recycle its stuff instead of and, yeah. and reuse its stuff rather than, you know, when you're a bottomless pit of government and you just let it all right. fall into the ocean or what have you. That's what was revolutionary about some of the, the new thinking on space travel. When the private sector does it, we're going to reuse yeah. our stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm not saying it's not amazing. I don't know that I would go on that. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the what happened today, going up to the space station, yeah. Okay, okay. Because if something goes wrong, you're going to die. If something goes wrong on that the one that goes up, suborbital and comes down, there's a good chance you're just going to be maimed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> good grief, dude. It's not that dark. <laughs> But well, 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 anything else going on in your world this week? Uh, no, I don't think so, man. I've uh, been watching. Well, yeah, the border. Well, uh, I was I was hoping you kept your eye on that. I mean, and, uh, I course. got I got a story, and, too, but let me hear yours first. OK, so we are in Texas with the great governor, Greg Abbott. Right. Who has confused the hound out of me this week? Oh, boy. Who the heck is he trying to cater to with this nonsense about busing illegal aliens to Washington, D.C.? Because the peop- he's got, you know, a 60% lead over Beto here in Texas. And so he's going to get elected. Well, it wait a minute. Matter. I don't the believe is- but, but But I'm going to ask you to bottom line this for me first and then. I'm going to give you my story, but let me just say, I don't think that he's prompted to do anything on the border because, because he's trying to get elected necessarily. No, he, I, he, no, I think on the border issue itself, he's trying to do what's right for Texas and what's right for America right, by t- keeping illegal aliens out. Right. Title 42 is going away and he sees right. 18,000 illegals yeah. a day decimating yeah. his cities. Yes. The nonsense about shipping illegal aliens by bus to Washington, D.C. Sounds great. Love the idea. But then it comes out, you know, deep in the story. Oh, this is a voluntary program. (laughs) Okay. I got to tell my story now. So so that has no teeth. uh, It's nonsense. It's showboating. It's and it's ridiculous. Okay. I don't know who he's showboating to. Okay. So here's my story. I am on Newsmax. The date. This is breaking news. I get right. on the air and I read what Governor Abbott had said in his press conference. It was just breaking. Uh, yep. We're going to start shipping illegals out of Texas to the to Washington D.C.'s door, DC doorstep. I'm like, man, on the air. I am literally on Newsmax. I'm applauding. You, I'm. Yep. I. I have. I don't think I've ever applauded a politician on my show on television before. But I was doing that to Greg Abbott. The next Did day, squeal a little like. No, like I, when you saw Harrison Ford no. in Star Wars? Oh, crap, dude. Here we go. See, that did that never happened, but now i got to explain that. Sean and I saw... Yes, it did happen. It did not happen. Sean and I saw one of the new Star... I can't remember which one it was. One of the, the new Star... First, the first new one with, the, uh, with Ray. Okay, yeah. One of, the, one of the first new Star Wars. I went to the movie theater with Sean. We saw it, and he claims... I squealed when I saw Harrison Ford as Han Solo come on the screen for the first time. That's like a little girl. Not true. Not true. So I was applauding on air, and then the next day I show up on on radio, 
and then I read the actual official notice that yeah. was what you were alluding to that said it's a voluntary program. I'm sitting there, and I I called up the governor's folks. I was honest with them. I said, look, this was a gut punch to me, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, because I, I I took you at at face value. Now I'm told that apparently if uh, anybody else but the federal government uh, handles illegal aliens, it's kidnapping. It'd be legally kidnapping. Right. So that that's why they had to make it voluntary. But they swear to me that they haven't released numbers because I've asked, but they swear to me illegals are jumping on the, because they're being dropped off in Del Rio. They're being dropped off everywhere. Eagle, the Eagle Pass. They're being dropped off in Texas. They have nowhere to go. So when they're being offered, hey, do you want to go to Washington? And they're like, yeah, I'm being told they're saying yes. But as I said on the air, yeah. I'm an American. I don't want to go to Washington. I mean, right. <laughs> right. who the hell in their right mind wants to go to Washington? That cesspool. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. But mm. like you, it was a gut punch. And it's it's just, we got to start doing something with some teeth. If the feds aren't going to do it, Governor Abbott has to do what he has to do, regardless of the consequences, I think. Well, and if it's if it's kidnapping and he has to face federal <laughs> kidnapping charges, maybe he ought to. Let, let me let me talk you off the ledge here for a little bit, because that day or the next day, uh, I had a reporter on. His name is Jason Jones from uh, Newsmax, and he got wind that Governor Abbott is going to institute a new program for Mexican trucks. And what would normally take two hours to inspect a truck, you know, full of tomatoes or lettuce or what have you, right? right. It's going to start taking a lot longer, maybe four hours, maybe eight hours. I actually heard some of the governor's comments on this. Yeah. And I don't think it's just Mexican trucks. It's just about everything. Everything. So if you're coming back from Mexico, be prepared, you know, take a snack because you're going to be in line for a little while. So we're looking okay, at Have a, you ever done that? Have you ever come back from Mexico driving? Not in Texas. I did it in San Diego and Tijuana. Um, I came back to uh, Tucson. I've got some friends that live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we drove up to Tucson. Or drove, yeah, drove down from Tucson, actually. Right. And, uh, but on the way up to the United States, the truck line... Oh my gosh! I bet that thing was at least six, seven hours long. I, I'm sitting. I'm a kid. I'm about probably ten years old. We're coming back from Tijuana, and I got my cousin Richie in the car, and my dad's driving. And we come up, and we come up to the the customs agent. Uh, you guys got anything to declare? Nope. What citizen are you? Citizenship are you? Americans? Okay, come on through. We get about a quarter mile up the road, and my cousin Richie says, "Oops." I forgot to tell him about these. And he whips out these massive firecrackers that he bought in Mexico. Oh, and I forgot to tell him about these cherry bombs that he bought in Mexico and all these fireworks that he brought up from Mexico. And I, so that, that was my first, uh, that was my first experience as a young lad, seeing how lax our border security is. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a different time then. Yeah. I mean, uh, we had, you know, probably guest worker programs and stuff like that. People picking fruit and vegetables, and then they'd go home. That's the thing. They'd go home. Yeah. Uh, you know, make their money here and go home, uh, which I don't know that I have a ton of problem with. Well, but now you... there's just too there's just too many here now, and we can't 
we can't take six and a half million people next year. But, but yeah, by the end of this year, we're looking at six, six and a half million illegal aliens in the United States uh, because Democrats need voters. But back back to the this this well, program, even, even that point to, to say that point. I mean, we are hopefully that will never happen. It's already happening. Because, dude. But, but to vote, you have to be a citizen. No. No, 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 no. In California, they're already voting. It's already legal in California, and, and they have it legal in Massachusetts, and they're trying it in Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I, they're, they're, this, is, this is the plan. Populate a whole bunch of people from foreign countries who don't know how much screw-ups the Democrats are, and, and basically and you've got these illegal aliens coming across naming their children after Joe Biden. I mean, they're that they're that deluded, you know. So anyway, but but back to the governor's plan, every road that comes in from Mexico into Texas is controlled by the Texas government. We control it. The Texas government does. So imagine these inspections now are going to be, you know, uh, a cranial examination, a a, a rectal examination every single time. Uh, that is going to, you're talking about miles upon miles upon miles. And what is that going to do to Mexico's economy? This is the Trump approach. Trump knew that we got a bunch of lazy asses up in Congress who don't want to solve the illegal immigration problem because they're all bought off, all of them, both political parties. So he decided to put pressure on Mexico. And during the Trump era, Mexico did more to protect the American people on the border than did Congress. And that's true. And that's truth. The only thing about this new plan is that it's probably going to cost a lot of food as far as stuff going bad or undeliverable, stuff like that, which, you know, I don't know if you've been to the grocery store lately, but <laughs> it ain't getting any cheaper, brother. Well, there's always going to be a drawback to anything you do, yeah, but I think in this no, particular but, case. But I, I'm with you. This is, this is a good plan by the governor, but I wish he'd stop this nonsense of saying that, you know, he's going to drop people off on the Capitol steps. Yeah. It just, it was a gut punch, like you said. I'm told that there are actually people going, but, you know, again, they must, they must not know what Washington, D.C. is. By the way, I got to get you to comment on, we, we found out this week from the administration that, that, uh, that Obama phones were going to be, were going to be passed out to illegal aliens. They said they just wanted to keep track of where the illegal aliens were. And I just, This just gives me an opportunity to play this. Obama! You you got Obama phone? Yes! Everybody in Cleveland, low minority, got Obama phone! Keep Obama in president, you know? He gave us a phone. He gave you a phone? How do he give you a phone? You you sign up if you're you're on full stamps, you're on social security, you got low income, you disability. You're You're an illegal alien? You know, you you get Obama phone. Um... And then it, I, I saw that story and immediately thought of my poor mother, uh-huh. my poor widowed mother, who is on a fixed income and without help from the family wouldn't make it, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we've got phone money to hand out to people who shouldn't be here in the first place. No, I, I read Not only with- phone money, but food money, clothes money. Health money. I know. All but, of which my mother's paying for out of her own fixing. Well, because she's a lowly American citizen. She's not high on the pedestal like all these foreign nationals. And you know, but you know where the money came from, right? 
No, I mean me. You know you. Well, we, well wait a minute. It was it was Ultimately. it was it was Obama's staff. Why are you here? To get some money. What kind of money? Obama money. Where's it coming from? Obama. And where did Obama get it? I don't know his stash. I... <laughs> yeah, you laugh. I'm just depressed about the whole thing, man. His stash. And then, and then, Saki, in explaining the alien phones, says, "Well, they have voice biometrics, so we know who." The phones are assigned to, and they're identified by their voice. That's such BS. So we got, we have a <laughs> warehouse full of computers now to identify the voices of illegal aliens. Yeah, right. And at then co- at taxpayer expense. If that's true, then what are they doing to us? Yeah, that's a little scary. Right. But, I mean, you know, dude, this whole thing is just out of control, and I still. Do not understand how your run-of-the-mill liberal can look at what's happening on the border and go, "Yeah, that's a good thing we're doing." I just, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't think anybody, anybody, is looking at the border and going, "Oh yeah, gotta have more of that." But they're, well, they're apparently somebody is because nothing's being done about it. Well, no, I, I think this is the greatest frustration in the country. And you know me, I've talked about this for a long time. And actually, I'm taking some heat from some of my viewers on Newsmax over this. I've had to break it to them. And I, I've actually got a couple of Republicans on. I said, you know, don't you think the Republican Party is like regretting now colluding with Democrats all these years to make these stupid laws that guaranteed illegal immigration. Now look at all the damage it's doing. Don't you think the Republicans regret it now? A lot, a, a lot of Republicans who've come on the Chris Salcedo show this last week are very uncomfortable. But it's true. I don't, I don't think they regret it at all because you know why they don't regret it? Why? Because they got theirs and they keep theirs by staying in Congress. Well. And that's, and that's, and I'm, I hate that I'm becoming the cynical, but I am because power must be so addicting that you're willing to sell your soul to keep it. It's and true. That's that. That's what I think. Ninety nine point nine percent of those bastards up there are doing, and it just, I just, man, I'm getting more and more worked up about it. And I don't know if that's an age thing, and I'm sure that my grandparents felt the same way about the Congresses of their time. But you know, I mean, hell, Mr. Smith goes to Washington was 1939. Have you, have you watched that movie? You ever seen it? No, not recently, but Jimmy I know exactly. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, well, not- so he, you know, here's this this wide-eyed, you know, uh, patriotic American that gets elected to Congress over an issue that he's frustrated by. Gets up to Congress and sees the corruption, sees the power that these people have and that they don't want to relinquish. And has to quit because he can't be a part of it that was 1939 and it hasn't changed a single bit since 1939 and just damn man i just i i can't think about it too much because then i get all worked up well do so you thanks a lot pal do you i'm saying yeah well sorry but well, I, I didn't mean to do that but you know don't you don't you get the feeling you get that when the country gets so bad in the in 1980 we had ronald reagan in 2016 we had 
President Trump, that when it gets to be so bad and so corrupt that the American people try to correct and that maybe maybe the, the folks that were the, the losers you and I are talking about are just tired of, of being dealt these setbacks and they're taking steps to make sure they're never stopped again. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I don't know. If we'll, he, you know, we'll, we'll elect a ton of brand new, brand new Mr. Smith's going up to Washington here in a few months. And Oh, I wish. Don't you wish then, though? I mean, look, well, dude, I, and, I th- and I honestly think we will. No, I mean, look, look at the incumbency happen, rate, 96% incumbency rate. Sure. But I mean, there's going to be a lot of houses, a lot of seats flipped and, and you know, hopefully those are all people all gung ho about getting up there and doing the right thing. But, what they're going to find is that they're going to get invited to the cocktail parties. They're going to get invited onto Newsmax. They're going to get invited to all these things. They're going to be quoted in the paper, and it's going to be so addicting that they'll sell those their souls just like every other one has. It's so – people have asked me, are you going to run? Are you going to run? And thank God for Mrs. Salcedo who said – no, you're not going to run because, frankly, the whole family runs, and I don't want to go through that. Sorry. So you're yeah. not going to run. Yeah. <laughs> and you need your family yeah. to back you if you're going to do something like sure. that. And if they don't, sure. ain't going to happen. Uh, last thing, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but <laughs> this is on the China virus. You had uh, ultra-vaxxed Pelosi come mm-hmm. down with a China virus, right? And there's Biden a couple of days ago in this Obama event kissing on her. And, yeah. and then and then the White House comes out and says, uh, well, uh, the kiss uh, does not meet the CDC's bar of, quote, close contact for China virus transmission. Yeah. Uh, these are the same effing people who were telling us we had to call off Christmas. Oh. Yeah. No, we, we were talking about this in the studio today. Like 15 minute rule. When did that happen? <laughs> I know, I right? Tell you when it happened. It happened the second that picture came out, and then Nancy Pelosi tested positive. Mm-hmm. That's when the uh, 15 minute rule came out. Such bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it is, man. But I, I will tell you this an 82 year old woman probably doesn't need to be catching COVID. So I don't want anything negative to happen. No, to I wasn't saying. COVID, no, I'm not suggesting that. First off, the woman's had every vaccine uh, sure. a, a, allegedly no, no, under the it. sun, I get it. and she's still getting the China virus, which leads me to question why the hell are we still firing people if you can get vaxxed up the yin-yang and you're still catching the damn thing? That's mm-hmm. number one. But number two, this bullshit answer is bullshit because they're sitting yes. there. Well, you know, uh, Joe Biden uh, kissing on her cheek. That is not the uh, 15 minute and close contact and all this. Stuff. And these people were telling us that we couldn't go to, with our families at Christmas and Thanksgiving. And it's like it yeah. was dude, it was all a control exercise. And I'm more convinced of this now more than ever. Yeah. And luckily, people are fed up enough with it that. You know, we we have these quote unquote experts, air quotes with my fingers, experts. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. See now, see, every single time you come up, they, they call it the behind the show show for a reason, folks. There you go. You, you got to tell the whole thing because we're going to tell the whole thing. So well, you would always say air quotes with my fingers, uh-huh. and I finally got on the intercom to you one day. I'm like, what the hell else are you going to air quote with your testicles? <laughs> 
It's like air quote with my testicles. And dude, folks, he was <laughs> saying that me air quote with my fingers. Of course, it's with your fingers. He would he would say, "No, you want to do an air quote with your testicles." And and while I'm speaking on the radio, it was. <laughs> Hey, a couple of times I came close to blowing a seal, but that's a whole different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, man, uh, yeah, I think I think we could stick a pin in this one. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I guess you got me all worked up. Now my head's throbbing because well, of my blood pressure. No, I'm sorry, and you know, a man your size, I, that can't afford to happen. So I, uh, uh, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right pal you know what i'm gonna do i i've here. got uh i'm i i only finished half my uh my bourbon tonight so i'm gonna head out gonna light a fire in the backyard and uh enjoy north texas spring evening which is absolutely beautiful um, you might want to check with the red flag warnings oh no no i got i got that this is going to be in you know what i've got before we go and i want you to check this out it's called a solo stove have you seen these they got them at costco now uh, uh, yeah, a little, yeah, the kind of almost smokeless and it, that's it. it controls the smoke a lot, but yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and what happens is, is that it's, it's double layered. So you got the yeah. layer, you got an air pocket, and then you've got the, 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 the layer that the fire hits. What it yeah. does is it heats up the air in that pocket and the air circulates up and forces the smoke back into the fire. So it burns right. and right. doesn't get you all smoky. And I right. and it's like it's like a high efficiency stove. It has that kind of flame effect that you see, and yeah. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I just love it. And so yeah. yeah. But what I was saying is that Texas is under a huge fire danger right now, especially with the gusty winds that we've had all day. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, but so it's, it's going to be on know, concrete. I don't know if your county is allowing outside burning at all. Yeah, you might want to check before you go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> I'll check that, <laughs> that out. Be great. What are you in for? Murder. What are you in for? <laughs> fire pit? Fire pit. Drunken fire pit. Drunken fire pit. What are you then, then when you tell them what were you drinking, you know? Uh, peanut butter peanut butter bourbon. <laughs> hey yeah. man, what are you in for? Blow- you're gonna you're gonna hate Friday. Yeah, yeah exactly. What are you in for, man? Blowing a seal. Oh really? Okay, well, <laughs> All right, right, buddy. Sean Chastain, everybody. The man with the best radio name in creation. The Behind the Show Show. Talk to you next week, buddy. See ya. And with that, this edition of the Salcedo Storm podcast has come to an end. Don't worry, folks. More coming down the pike very soon. Head on over to chrissalcedo.com. Check out everything that is there. It's where you can find the Chris Salcedo Show on radio on KSEV. There's an app for that, so you can hear it all over the country. You can also find me at Newsmax, Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock Eastern until 6 o'clock. And, of course, always at home at chrissalcedo.com. Check out the podcast, and if you want to hire me for a speech, all the information is there as well. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for you and me. We the people. See ya.